Welcome to episode number two of the Breastfeeding Talk podcast. Today's episode is going to be all about how breastfeeding shouldn't hurt. Now, before I start getting hate mail and a bunch of DMs from people saying, well, breastfeeding totally hurt me in the beginning or it hurts right now, let me tell you I'm here to completely validate your pain and explain to you why you shouldn't be settling for suffering. So stay tuned. Hi, I'm Jacqueline Kinser, and for the past five years, I've been helping families all around the globe to overcome their breastfeeding challenges. And this is the first non-clinical breastfeeding podcast that shows you how to rock breastfeeding and master motherhood through practical tips, mindset shifts, and honest conversation to create a confident and empowering breastfeeding journey. This is the Breastfeeding Talk Podcast. Welcome, welcome to today's episode about how breastfeeding shouldn't hurt. Before we dive into this controversial topic, or what some people might consider controversial, I wanted to share with you a bit of my own experience so that we can all just sort of start off on the same page. So when I gave birth to my first child, my son, Breastfeeding was extremely painful, probably at least on day two, if not the first day of breastfeeding. And I'll never forget, I had the hospital lactation consultant come in. She threw me some hydrogel pads and shoved my baby on my boob and was on her merry way. And I could never replicate what she was doing. She never taught me how to latch. And these hydrogel pads just smelled like very chemically, and one of them ended up dropping on the hospital floor, which is basically just, we're going to set that on fire now uh, and not use that. So I put my nipple cream on, and I kept trying my best, and for the next six to eight weeks or so, I suffered in extreme pain. My toes curled every time I latched my son. My nipples were cracked. They were bruised. I remember my husband sitting with me and crying, like I was crying. I was in tears trying to latch my baby. It was awful. Uh, And of course he latched, that wasn't an issue, but his latch was so painful and the pain subsided. So then it went away towards the end, you know, or as the feeding continued. So I kind of almost forgot about it. And then I put my nipple cream on and I kind of thought, well, they wouldn't sell these nipple creams if you weren't supposed to use them. So yeah, that's kind of how it worked until one day I attended my first La Leche League meeting. And this meeting was my first venture out of my house. So like, well, I don't want to say out of my house, me alone with my baby. I didn't have my husband. I didn't have my mom. It was just me and the baby in the car for the first time leaving the house. And I probably pulled over five or six times on the way there. And it wasn't far. It's like a few miles away. But uh, <laughs> crying baby in the back seat, I could not drive. It was like physically my body was like, pull over, see if something's wrong with him. And of course, he was totally fine. He just didn't want to be in his car seat. So that's a whole other whole other story there. We, I'm sure you've all been there if you have already had your baby. At some point, you know, we've all pulled over just to make sure they're okay, right? Uh, so he was fine. We get to the meeting. And one of the things I heard said a few different times at this breastfeeding support meeting was that breastfeeding shouldn't hurt. 
And I silently was fuming because breastfeeding hurt. And I just felt like, you're wrong. Breastfeeding hurts. I didn't hear the shouldn't part. I heard, I, what I heard was breastfeeding doesn't hurt, which was not what they were saying. Uh, but that's how I sort of internalized it. I'm like, well, it does hurt. And you don't know what my experience is like. And maybe y'all aren't experts in breastfeeding. So whatever. Um, but as much as I had resistance to that idea, I also kind of always kept it in the back of my mind. Like, hmm, is there something I could be doing differently? But the thing is, is no one shared with me what I could be doing differently. I went to our pediatrician who was also a lactation consultant. And she was like, yeah, the latch is fine. Looks great. And I was like, but then why does it hurt so bad? And so I felt like something was wrong with me. I felt like it was my nipples or my skin tissue or or something was wrong with me. And that was a horrible place to be in. That was a horrible thing to feel. Never once was it ever a consideration that something could be wrong with my beautiful, perfect child who is this miracle who just entered the earth. And turns out, years later, we discovered he had a tongue tie and a lip tie. So that's a whole other episode for sure. But my pain was denied. My pain, no one told me that I could fix my pain. In the hospital, the lactation consultant basically said, you're latching your baby wrong. Well, babies with tongue ties and lip ties cannot latch properly. So if we had gone that direction, then I wouldn't have felt like such a failure as a mom. Now, thankfully, I did continue breastfeeding despite those struggles, despite getting plugged ducts and mastitis, despite having a colicky baby who spit up all the time, despite all those things, we still continued breastfeeding. And in fact, my son breastfed all the way until he was four years old. Mostly, mostly he kind of wrapped it up when he was three. Um, But that was how my journey went. And when I started studying and becoming a lactation consultant, and before that, I even ended up becoming a La Leche League leader as well. I learned through my studying that, yeah, you know, breastfeeding actually really shouldn't hurt. If it hurts, that means there's a problem and we should do something about it. So the message of this episode is women's pain should be listened to. Your baby does not want you to be a martyr for them. They do not benefit from your pain. Breastfeeding is not designed to hurt your body. And that is the take-home message that I really, really want to sink in. And there's a few things to consider when it comes to this. Just, you know, speaking about evolution and things, you know, we don't see other mammals in the animal kingdom cringing when their babies go to latch, right? Have you ever seen a whale just go, whenever its baby latches? Well, maybe they make some sounds. Okay, I haven't watched enough documentaries to really know. But a kangaroo or whatever. I mean, we could give a lot of examples. Cats, dogs, they lay there peacefully and blissfully until, you know, they start kicking them away when it's time to wean. But for the most part, I I really haven't seen any other mammals in the animal kingdom experience horrendous pain from nursing their little babies. And just thinking about you know, what our species is designed for, you know, we're, we're designed to continue the species, right? So now here's, I don't want to make apples and oranges comparisons, but let's just take sex, for example. Okay. So part of the reproductive process, sex, pregnancy, birth, breastfeeding, all parts of reproductive process, right? Well, sex is designed to feel really, really good, 
because that's if it if it feels good it's like we're incentivized for continuing the species right almost to a fault because uh, there's really just too many of us but sex can also feel bad sex can hurt it's not supposed to though like i think we all know that right now but think about like a teenager, right? Who's exploring their, you know, this idea of sex and maybe thinking about having it. They might hear this narrative, well, it always hurts the first time. That's like kind of the same narrative that we're, we're in for girls, right? For girls, it hurts the first time. For the guy, he's never told, oh, sex hurts. Sex hurts the first time, right? So this is just another example of women's pain. And we're told childbirth should hurt. But I know several women who have had painless childbirths, myself included. Now, I'm not sitting here to brag or anything like that. My first birth was horrendous and painful and awful and all kinds of interventions and whatever. But my second birth, I would never describe it to you as painful. And no, I did not have the drugs, okay? (laughs) Just so we're clear. But I think we need to start questioning things, you know? Do, do, you know, our, our periods that we're, we're taught from a very young age, that our periods, another part of the reproductive process, that so that's supposed to be painful. It's normal. It's expected. Guess what? It does not have to be painful. So what you're basically saying, if you subscribe to this paradigm of that these things in the female reproductive process are supposed to be painful, what you're basically saying is, is that women who don't experience pain in any single one of those instances, that something is wrong with them. Think about how illogical that conclusion is. But that's the obvious conclusion if you're saying periods are painful, childbirth is painful, breastfeeding is painful, having sex is painful. Well, if it's not painful, something must be wrong with you then because you're not normal. And that's just not true. And I'll give you another example here. So my cousin, okay, not reproductive related necessarily, but but sort of. So she had extreme, extreme abdominal pain. And I think she'd even had her first baby uh, after this. And, And so she ended up going to the hospital. She went to the ER and, you know, they checked her in and she was basically told by the doctor that she had severe menstrual cramps and she should take ibuprofen and go home. And... This happens a lot, by the way. There are studies done on this. There are exposés. There are articles all the time coming out about this topic where women's pain is blamed on female reproductive things or it is denied. And this even happens in in childbirth where women are saying, I'm in so much pain or whatever, and they're just given these drugs. And it's just a, there's a broken system out there, right? I think we know that. So... She ended up, my cousin, in this adventure, putting her foot down and saying, I am not leaving this hospital until we figure out what's going on. That is not what is happening. I want something, a scan, whatever, whatever we need to do. They ended up, I think, doing an ultrasound and they saw her appendix was about to rupture. Had she taken ibuprofen and just been sent home, she now would have been put into a very acute emergency state with a ruptured appendix, and it would have been a real emergency that she needed to be whisked to the hospital and rushed to the OR. Thankfully, she was enough of a patient advocate for herself to get the care she needed and deserved. Her story is not unique. Women's pain is denied and it is normalized. And I am really sick and tired of it. So back to breastfeeding, nipple pain, breast pain, this idea that like, oh my gosh, your boobs are going to be on fire and just full like porn star boobs and just so, 
engorge, you know, after you have the baby? Well, maybe, but also I know tons of women who have never experienced that and that is totally not normal and a sign that milk is not being effectively removed from the breasts. So to normalize that and just say, well, let's throw some cabbage leaves on it or to normalize, you know, the, and I hear it a lot, like midwives who love nurturing women and caring for them and creating the best birth who will say, oh, well, yeah, your nipples are going to be like cracked and bleeding for the first two weeks. Now, I appreciate what you're trying to do when you say things like that. I do because you're trying to encourage them to keep going with breastfeeding despite the obstacles. So what I'm not saying here is if you have breastfeeding pain, you should stop breastfeeding. Breastfeeding is not for you. That's another extreme and, and that's not what I'm saying. What I am saying though is you should listen to the things that your body is telling you. Listen to that and figure out well, how could I make it not hurt? Maybe there's things you can do yourself. Try to get a better latch. Try to do this. Try to do that. Maybe there's an actual problem and you might need some outside help to support you. And that is okay. Because I wish I was told that. I wish I was told that when I had my first child. I felt like I had to figure it out on my own. No one really let me know that there was a community out there available to support me. No one told me there's a 24-hour breastfeeding hotline for my state. Wish they had. I probably would have called it at 11 at night. Really wish they would have told me that. Wish I would have known that I could have called La Leche League in between their once a month meetings that I didn't have to wait until two months old for, you know, two months postpartum to go to a meeting. Wish I would have known that. There's a lot of things I wish I would have known about private practice lactation consultants who could have helped me. Wish I would have known that. And by the way, there's far more resources today than there were even just seven years ago. That doesn't seem like that long ago. I feel like my baby is like four, but he's turning seven. It's just crazy. Um, time flies when you become a mom. I feel like that is one thing that is, is a commonality that I definitely see. But I wish I would have known these things. There wasn't this podcast. There wasn't the same practitioners as there are. It's exploded. There's so much more online these days. So much out there. But it wasn't available then, and the things that were available, I had no knowledge of. No one shared that with me. It's like they expected me to just know, to just figure it out, to know where to look. Well, guess what? I've never been a mom before, so I don't know where to look. All I knew was there's nipple creams offered at baby stores, and that seemed like the obvious thing to put on my registry and to use. And I read The Womanly Art of Breastfeeding, which is a great book, but it didn't really help me with troubleshooting problems. So... I say that to you because you might feel like you're in the same boat, where you feel like you just don't have this information. So what causes breastfeeding pain? Well, let's break it down into two different types of pain. There's nipple pain and then there's breast pain. So nipple pain is caused by a few different things. First and foremost, the most obvious one and most common one is a poor latch. Now, this could be just poor latching technique on the part of you or your baby, but really you're the one who has to kind of guide your baby in the early days. So poor latch technique, sometimes that's responsible. I also, though, in my practice have seen numerous times that women are really smart, right? If something hurts and they know that they're doing it wrong, like they're going to try and figure out a way to do it better. Most moms for the most part, know how to latch their baby. Sometimes I definitely have to show them and tweak them, but it's because only because they were shown how to do it incorrectly by someone else first. 
So I find that quite often. A lot of times I'll see other lactation consultants, especially in the hospital, and I know lots of you in the hospital that are my colleagues and you're amazing, but there are another set of you that teach moms to do it in a way that just isn't going to work for them long term. It's not going to be sustainable. Um, and there's, in my mind, what I've seen in, in my years of practice, there's a right way to latch a baby and there's a wrong way to latch a baby. And it also can depend on the baby somewhat. But for the most part, it's got to be a certain way. And unless that latch technique is good, then we, we, you know, we may not get pain-free breastfeeding. So latch technique first, but let's say you have the best technique, your baby, you know, you're doing the best you can, your baby's doing the best they can, it still hurts. Well, then maybe there's something else causing that, an underlying structural issue that isn't allowing your baby's mouth to nurse properly at the breast. That could be just some tension, some subluxation, which is a fancy word for like misalignment, essentially. So something that could be taken care of by some sort of body worker, a chiropractor, an osteopath, a cranial sacral therapist, a physical therapist, something like that. That might be something to address. If your baby was in an odd position in the womb or was head down for a very long, prolonged period of time, there's a really solid chance they need body work. If the birth was very long, if it was very short, if your baby came out in a funky way, vacuum, forceps, all that kind of stuff, C-section, your baby realistically needs some body work. And don't worry, I'm going to bring on some experts to talk about that with you because it's very, very important when it comes to breastfeeding. Um, And so if that doesn't address the issue, then there's probably something else underlying. Usually it's a structural issue like a tongue tie or a lip tie or something like that that is not allowing the baby to nurse in a way that is the way they should be nursing. And so therefore it's causing you pain. So sometimes it's about the latch. Sometimes it's about what's going on inside the baby's mouth. Sometimes it's both. But those are the most common reasons why breastfeeding hurts. Now, you could have nipple pain because, you know, maybe you had a, a, a nipple piercing that was fairly recent that you maybe took out mid-pregnancy or something like that. And so you've got this wound, this hole, essentially, that as it healed, some adhesions might have been created. And every time your baby nurses, those adhesions, the, the inner walls of that hole that was there are kind of getting pulled apart, and that can cause you breastfeeding pain. Now, that's not a very common reason for it, but that's another reason. Then there's things like uh, breast pain. So breast pain is pain elsewhere besides just the nipple. And this could be from engorgement. This could be from plugged ducts, mastitis. It could also be from vasospasm, which is essentially a spasm or a contraction in the breast tissue that is causing pain. And if it's mastitis or plugged ducts, obviously we know what the issue is there. There's a lot of different ways to address that and to resolve that. If it's engorgement, Again, this is not super, super normal. Now, if you have breast implants, your risk of painful engorgement definitely increases because there's just less room in your breast for the milk-making glandular tissue to expand, right? So you're at a higher risk for engorgement uh, in that kind of a situation. We'd expect it more. But in a normal breast that's never been surgically altered, getting engorged as your milk comes in or your milk transitions that's really a sign of poor breast drainage for the most part, unless you have oversupply, which again, isn't normal. So there's normal things and then there's common things. And just because something is common, meaning that it happens to most people or it happens really often, 
doesn't make it normal, as in like normal to our biology or our physiology. Now, a lot of things that you're going to hear on this podcast, a lot of things I teach when I work with people is common does not equal normal. And that includes a lot of things. That includes, I mean, these are all like individual episode topics, by the way, reflux, um, babies not stooling every day, um, drooling, like there's a lot of things. I can make a massive list for you, but breastfeeding pain isn't normal. Yes, it's common, but we shouldn't normalize it. We shouldn't just accept it. I think that we should question it because again, breastfeeding pain puts you at risk. It puts you at risk for mastitis. It puts you at risk for ceasing your breastfeeding journey early, which puts your baby at risk for all sorts of health complications, not to mention the mental and emotional fallout. There are so many women out there who have a lot of guilt and shame that they've internalized about their breastfeeding journeys and how they didn't go according to plan and how they ended too early. They also might feel like just less confident moms. There's a lot of evidence showing that breastfeeding actually decreases your risk of postpartum depression. The hormones involved in breastfeeding, there's neurotransmitters and all sorts of things at play here. And we can't underestimate the value of a good breastfeeding experience for the mom and the baby. So there's a lot to consider. If we just accept women's pain as normal, well, that pain might be interrupting the nice hormonal dance that's supposed to be happening during breastfeeding. So when I ask moms, what's your breastfeeding experience been? I had a mom tell me, devastating. Wow. You know, that's a very, very powerful word. Your breastfeeding experience should not be devastating. I don't think we can accept that any longer as a culture. I really don't because, again, we're normalizing women's pain, not just the physical pain of breastfeeding hurting like I'm talking about, but their emotional pain, their mental pain, the things that a lot of us don't talk about. And I'm not okay with that. I think we need to talk about these things. So my big take-home message for you is if breastfeeding hurts, even in the beginning, That's a sign something is wrong. And I cannot tell you how many babies I've seen later in life, one month old, two months old. I just saw a seven month old before I recorded this podcast. Breastfeeding hurt for the first two weeks. And then so ever since then, it's been smooth sailing. But this baby has ties and no one has caught it because this mom thought breastfeeding should hurt for the first two weeks. That is not True. And now we're looking at trying to do a procedure on a seven month old, which is a lot harder than trying to do it on a newborn. And not just that logistically, like actually doing a procedure to correct the ties, but not to mention that I uncovered some other things that this baby's had digestive troubles all along, has had reflux, and there's been some other issues. So we could have avoided all of those issues of this baby being in constant pain with trying to go to the bathroom every day. We could have traded that constant pain for the last seven months had we looked at the mom's pain in the first two weeks. And this is not an uncommon story, by the way. So there's a lot to look at when it comes to this. And I'm not saying that you can listen to this episode and know exactly what the cause of your breastfeeding pain is, but I hope you're getting some clues as to things to look for and that you're starting to question, well, hmm, maybe it shouldn't hurt. 
maybe, maybe she has a point here. Maybe I should just think about this and just start asking some different questions. Like, well, what could I do to decrease the pain? Or what do I, when do I notice the pain is worse? Is it a certain time of day? Is it at the beginning of the feeding? Is it in the middle? Is it the end? Is it the whole feeding? Like, you know, what are these things? Because what you shouldn't have to do is to go slap on a nipple shield or a pump to let your breasts get some rest. Now, sometimes we need to do that because that's just part of healing and getting breastfeeding back on track. So I'm not saying there's anything wrong with those things. Those are amazing tools when we need them. But you shouldn't spend the next six months nursing your baby with a nipple shield. You shouldn't have to exclusively pump if you don't want to, right? So if you want breastfeeding to go well, but it's hurting and it's not, well, let's figure out why it's not going well. I think you deserve that. I think your baby deserves that. And a lot of times what I think, you know, it comes down to is not only is it this cultural conditioning, this programming that again, our pain ever since very, very early in life, usually starting around puberty with talking about menstruation, our pain as women We've been told it's expected. We've been told it's normal, and that's just how it is. We've just accepted that's like a fact of life. I don't think we have to accept that anymore. I think we can stand up and be in our own power, and we can say, no, my body hurts. My body's trying to send me a message. I should probably listen to my body. And listening to your body has to do with self-worth, but that can be a far-off concept for some people. It first has to do with self-acceptance. If we can just learn to accept ourselves. So when we deny our pain, we are denying ourselves. We're denying the messages that we already know. We're denying a truth that is already inside of us. Your body is saying, ouch, that hurts. Pain is an indicator that something is wrong. It's a signal your brain sends to go, hey, you might want to pay attention to this and do something about it. What's the definition of insanity? Isn't it like doing the same thing over and over again, expecting different results, right? So you just keep latching the baby, keep latching the baby, keep latching the baby, it hurts, it hurts, it hurts. Like, I'm not saying you're insane. What I am saying though, is it just doesn't make any sense to expect a different outcome when you just keep doing the same things, right? But we're just told, well, just suck it up, just deal with it. And I want to share with you this. I had a woman, a mom, she booked an appointment with me. I want to say this is maybe about a year ago, maybe longer, and on her intake form, when I asked the question, you know, what, what's your main objective? Like, what's the goal of the appointment today? And she wrote, my goal is just to be able to learn how to better tolerate the pain of breastfeeding. And I was crushed. I was heartbroken. No woman should ever be saying that is their goal. Like, she was just like, well, it's going to hurt and that's totally fine. But I just want to know how to, like, deal with it. Wow. Wow. And of course, you know, we discovered that again, there's tongue tie and lip tie going on. Now I'm not saying that's always the reason why, but I'm saying that's most commonly what happens when I see people in my practice. But how sad is that, that this mom was just like, I just want to do the best for my baby. And if that means that I just have to endure this pain, then okay. But again, you being in pain, you suffering, that is not what's best for your baby. Your baby does not want that of you. Your baby wants you to enjoy breastfeeding it. It does not want you to uh, like avoid it, you know, be worried about it, anxious about it, be cringing every time it happens. That's not enjoyable, right? Not enjoyable at all for your baby. So just something to consider. I think we need to start changing the narratives around things for breastfeeding. I actually saw this 
on social media. There was a social media account and their whole account was about basically promoting how breastfeeding is painful and like, you know, we should just accept it. And I was like, whoa, wait, what? Like, I get it that you're trying to encourage women to breastfeed. So am I. But their breastfeeding journey isn't going to last very long if their nipples are falling off. Their breastfeeding journey isn't going to last very long if that pain then turns into decreased milk supply down the road and she's not making enough milk at six months and has to use formula and blah, 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 roller coaster goes off the rails and she stops breastfeeding soon. That's not going to help anyone. So I hope that that makes sense. I hope that I've gotten my point across because I really, really want the best for you and your baby. And this is something that is so important that really, really needs to be talked about. So I'd love to hear from you. I'd love to hear your thoughts on this. I'd love to hear if this episode resonates with you. So feel free to reach out to me on Instagram. Send me a DM or comment on the post, uh, something of that nature, because I would love for you to share this message with other moms in your life as well. I would love for you to share this with friends, with your community, and get this information out there so that we can all band together. Because honestly, we kind of have to just take care of ourselves a little bit, right? We as women, as moms, we need to look out for each other and to support and inform and encourage one another. Because if we think we're going to get it from our culture and our society, that isn't always the case. Sometimes, yes, we do. But that isn't the case for a lot of people these days. So again, I hope you found this information really valuable and really helpful. And if you did, and if you want this information to reach more moms, one of the best things you could do is not just share this podcast, but also to leave us a review on iTunes because those reviews help our podcast get seen, help get this message out there. And there's a ton of incredible information coming your way, not just from me, but from amazing experts, from amazing moms who are absolute trailblazers, so much to share, tons of stories, tons of support coming your way. And I look forward to sharing that with you on future episodes. Thanks for tuning in and I'll see you on the next show. Did you know most moms stop breastfeeding in the first month postpartum? I believe succeeding at breastfeeding means having the right mindset. In fact, Studies show that the number one factor that determines breastfeeding success is commitment, which is why I've created my incredible audio download of breastfeeding affirmations, where I give you actionable mantras so you can breastfeed your baby with confidence and peace of mind. And best of all, it's free. To get access to this audio and PDF, simply visit holisticlactation.com slash mantras and you can get started right now.